Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Metroplex. Thanks for being a Tolo. In case you're new to the show or the station, that stands for Turn It On, Leave It On with Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and our Cowboys insider Bobby Belt. Bobby, what was going on with the boys yesterday? A couple different things. So uh, the Washington Commanders, Dan Quinn, they had reached out and requested to interview Lunda Wells, the Cowboys tight ends coach, who's done a really good job over the last couple of years with Schultz, Peyton Hendershot, uh, Jake Ferguson, obviously, and kind of their progression. Uh, they wanted to interview him to be their offensive line coach. Uh, he was uh, formerly an offensive lineman in his uh, previous college days. He was actually up, considered for the offensive line coaching job here in Dallas last year before they decided to keep him at tight ends. Uh, but Dallas blocked it. They think really well of Lunda Wells, and so he ultimately is not going to get that chance to interview for the job in Washington. He will be staying put. Uh, and then we got an update. We got a new name to the defensive coordinator search. Ooh. R.J. Choppy, are you familiar with the name Marquand Manuel? I've heard the name before. Was Safety it, did he play Florida. the uh, he, center he, field for the Marlins? He, yeah, that's him. Yep, he's uh, uh, Marquand Manuel. Safety from Florida years ago. Yeah. Probably picked off Peyton Manning. I'm sure a lot, you know, a he lot might of people have. did. I mean, everybody did at Florida. <laughs> yeah, everybody at Florida generally picked him off. Uh, no, uh, form, played for like five teams in the NFL, was Dan Quinn's defensive coordinator in 2017 and 2018 in Atlanta. Uh, last year served as the safeties coach. Has served as the safeties coach last couple years for the Jets. Uh, but Todd Archer reports that he got an interview with the Cowboys for defensive coordinator. So another name to throw into the mix. Somebody who comes from that Seattle, Dan Quinn, Chris Richard, Gus Bradley type of coaching. I don't want anybody who had anything to do with the Jets. On defense? Last year. Oh, last year. La, the la, any, with this iteration of the Jets, right? They had a good defense. They, they, they did. They, they, there's no doubt about that. They okay. did. They're a, they're, a, they're a mess, though. Organizationally, right, they're a mess. Uh, they, 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 can't, they have leaks everywhere. The, the coach is a nut job. All right, let's do 24 hours later and reset how we feel, what we've been hearing about uh, Rex Ryan, Wink Martindale, Mike Zimmer, Michael Lombardi, one of our favorites, former NFL GM with Must Listen Radio at 720 this morning. And at 8 o'clock, you're going to want to hear Jay Glazer. This is what I'm taking from Glazer, who has a lot of connections here. We think he's tight with Stephen Jones. We think he played a major role in getting Mike McCarthy hired. Here's what I took from Glazer in catching up with him yesterday. They want to run a similar scheme to Dan Quinn's Mike Zimmer would definitely have the lead over Rex Ryan. So let's just keep it a scheme. Bobby, if it's a similar scheme to Dan Quinn, who would that be? I mean, that would be Marquand Manuel, if you want to talk about that Mm. name, because that's somebody who 
literally had coached in Seattle alongside Quinn, and then when Quinn got the Atlanta job, he immediately brought Marquand Manuel with him. Coached there for four years, was the defensive coordinator for two, was fired at the end of 2018, but then has been to Philadelphia, been with the Jets. Um, Who so, would be most opposite? Uh, I probably, probably either Rivera or Rex would be mo- would be the most different from those. Okay. I, I mean, honestly, some of the stuff that you're looking at here with Zimmer and Wink and other things, it is different from what Dan Quinn likes to do. Dan Quinn likes to just kind of show you, hey, this is what we're doing, and we're going to go for it. All these other coordinator names that we're talking about have generally wanted to kind of disguise things, do yeah. some different stuff with, you know, disguised blitzes and, and sim pressures, and that's, that's not really Dan Quinn's game, but... I, I think that what you're talking about in terms of A-gap blitzes and some of the stuff that we've seen Quinn use Micah Parsons with, that is a Zimmer technique that, that he really loves to use. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I totally forgot about Wink because, like, we had moved on to Zimmer's name and Rivera's name and Rex's name. Um, you know, looking back, like, that would be the guy that, like, if you were going to go with a retread, that would that would most pique my interest. 720, the man who broke the news yesterday on the home of the Cowboys with us that they're trying to get a hold of Wink Martindale, Michael Lombardi in the A number one air hot seat. We're asking every single guest that we have, why is Bill Belichick unemployed? Boomer Esiason on WFAN told this story yesterday. I was told yesterday, and I, I do believe it from the source that I got it from. The source? The source that I got it from. You know, that supposedly Arthur Blank was bought into Bill Belichick and could have offered him the job. Wow. Are you telling me that Bill said no? I, you know, and I don't know why. Again, I don't know why guys say no or, but I'm, I'm legitimately an NFL executive basically told me that, that they believe that he, Arthur Blank offered Bill the job. Wow. Now, there may have been some caveats to that offer. Yeah. You never know. You know, it's never like, okay, Bill, I want you. Here's a five-year contract. You do whatever you want. I don't think it was one of those. The way it was made sound to me was like, okay, I understand your concerns, but you're going to have to deal with some of this, and we want you to come in. We want you to be the coach. And then maybe he just thought better of it and just maybe said, you know what? I, I, I don't want to go right back in. I want I want a year away. All right. Well, this, like, for me, changes a whole lot. Like, that shows me that Bill doesn't want to coach. He wants control. And Well, he wants both. And, well, fine, but those things are totally different. Co- wanting, wanting to coach and wanting control and or wanting both are completely different things. Like, you could just coach not get the, out the control. Um, if he did this, I, I got no sympathy for him not, not, not having a job right now. Well, I don't have sympathy because he's a jackass. But, um, <laughs> look, you, I, I get it. Um, I know more football than anyone in the world. Um, no one can top me in terms of knowledge. I know the history of it. I'm forward thinking. I'm the greatest coach of all time. So why the hell would I listen to a different scouting director? Now, you want to talk about the last years in, in New England? I'm, I'm just saying yeah, what, yeah. I would, yeah. what I would say if I was Bill. Why am I going to tie my legacy to someone inferior in terms of their football knowledge? You're not going to break down a draft player and tell me about the X's and O's and what he does, ability, agility, and all that stuff. Um, so that's why he apparently won't won't bend on the personnel I, stuff. I, I still think this sounds like a 
source attempt to save face. Like, like when we got the Ben Johnson, Washington Commanders, like, well, let's say this about this person. Well, let's say this about the Commanders and their basketball guys and how you're just you're trying to to make it look as positive for you as possible. I do feel like Belichick coming away from an entire hiring cycle where there was a ton of turnover. What, it was like eight jobs opened up, and he didn't, like we had assumed, didn't get a single job offer. It feels like, oh, no, no, I, I got offered. I turned that down. Right. It, it was it was not up to my mm. standards, not up to my specifications. I'm not doing that. It feels like an attempt to save face. The same exact thing happened with Brady. Yeah. Will the same exact outcome happen where everyone else should have been in line more than just one person or one team? Uh, it's the same thing. Man, Jake Glazer at eight, he talks to all these players. I thought he gave – uh, the realest answer on – and he, he almost changed my mind on just not wanting Belichick to come fix the Cowboys and put them over the edge when he explains why Bill Belichick does not have a job. All right, these are the things you need to know here on DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. Bill Belichick's best friend Nick Saban is going to ESPN. Yes, he is. Nick Saban will be not only on college game day this year, but – NFL draft coverage. How about that? He's going to join. Wow. He'll join College Game Day um, as an analyst. It was announced yesterday, primarily serving that role within ESPN. But he'll also be there for the SEC Media Days and the NFL Draft. He'll provide coverage uh, on that. He will join Reese, Lee, Kirk, Desmond, and McAfee on Game Day, or at least that's who he appeared with last year multiple times and in the past. Uh, we still don't know what McAfee's status is going to be for game day. I have not heard an update on that one. He was kind of wishy-washy oh, coming him. back. He's right over there. You, you we need to say hi to him seven, because man. he talks about us all the time. We talk about him all the time. Yeah, whatever. Bet you following Zach Fawn over him. I, I don't I don't think he's going to be that good. That's I don't find him to be that interesting of an interview when he talk like I mean it, when he's talking X's and O's, it's great. When I'll tell you where I actually like him more than X's and O's. When he talks program building. That's when I find him really fascinating. When he talks about like, "Hey, this is the culture I want to sell," I find him interesting as like a a lecturer. I don't think as an analyst he's going to be that good. One of you guys sent an article over the possibility of would you all watch this truckwreck.com text line? A coach cast, Saban and Belichick for a year breaking down all these games like Peyton and Eli and like Michael K and A Rod. I would definitely tune into the first one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. God, I mean, the, the lack of personality uh, and fun oh, in that room. Oh, a, a good play right there. You got to clog the gap. You know what I mean? I would be fascinated to see if it was like a different world of football explanation. Um, so we, we've had a little bit of this before. Like, like, not with Saban. I don't think Saban's had an order. But you remember, like, ESPN used to do for the college football game, yeah. they'd have the all-22 footage, and then they'd have, like, Gary Patterson or other coaches sit there and basically, like, break it down. And that's interesting. I think it's it's only interesting in, uh, like, I think you can only watch that in pockets, though. I don't know that I could sit there and watch an entire broadcast that. I'd probably follow along with Twitter. I'd find whatever viral clip someone goes, wow, listen to Saban break this down, or wow, listen to it. But sitting through a whole broadcast of, Joey Molinaro impressions essentially would be really tough. <laughs> Dallas Stars in action last night. And goals in both against Dallas. Here's Tavares. Got Nylander loose. Tavares spins. Nylander scores. 20 seconds later, it's 5-3. 
Maple Leafs television with the call. If you were reading uh, Gavin Spittle's Twitter before puck drop, you would have probably taken the Leafs. Bad matchup for the Stars. Uh, tough to play a back-to-back coming out of the All-Star break. Toronto scores three power play goals, and they were just too quick. Stars' defensive depth issues showed, and the Leafs got physical with them, changed the game in the second period. And after having one of the better penalty kills in the league, the Stars are now struggling in that category. They are in Montreal Saturday. Spits and Suds full Toronto recap is up wherever you find your favorite podcast. You know, this, the, the uh, Toronto struggles at home for a, for a, for a, for a good team. Uh, for a team that is fighting for a playoff spot. They struggled them. And the Stars have one of the best road records records in the NHL. I think only Boston uh, is better than the Stars on the road. Like They're fantastic, and this is one they could have had. What is this James Dolan story, speaking of the NHL? Well, the NHL draft um, is in Vegas this year, okay? It's at the Sphere. Okay, they're going to... That's pretty cool, right? Yes. Uh, so this is kind because Dolan owns the sphere. Well, MSG owns the uh, Madison Square Garden owns the sphere, and James Dolan owns Madison Square Garden. Now there's reports that Dolan, so the the Rangers want to make moves at the deadline, but this TSN reporter Darren Drager says they are not making a trade for this year's first round draft pick. I understand the Rangers want to add before the deadline, but there are some complications that might get in the way. Yeah, including their first round pick in 2024. And you're right, the New York Rangers would like to add a forward. I'm told that they did make an offer in Elias Lindholm, formerly of the Calgary Flames, now the Vancouver Canucks, but that offer clearly wasn't accepted. James Dolan. The owner of the New York Rangers wants to protect the 2024 first-round pick so that the Rangers can be part of the spotlight at the draft in the sphere because Dolan is also the owner of the sphere in Vegas. Doesn't mean that GM Chris Drury can't use another first-round pick, maybe in 2025 or acquire one, but the Rangers want to be part of the spectacle in Vegas. Could you imagine? I don't ever want to hear a word about Jerry Jerry Jones again. You're going to hear a lot of words because this is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones would do the same damn thing. I thought he was talking about Jerry in the clip. He would do the same exact thing. They had that at AT&T, and they were uh, Rangers, good, bad. What did you say? Oh, they're 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 a good team. They've been a good team for years. But Jerry Jerry would think the same way. We have these reports. We have (laughs) these reports in 2018 leading up to the draft. People were saying like, "There's a thought, Jerry. You know, drafting in Dallas might move up, make a big splash." Like this was a this was a conversation piece with Jerry. Like this is absolutely something that an owner would do. They are right now the two seed in the East. And you don't want to improve. Your, you're only four points shy of Boston. You don't want to improve your team oh, man. to try to get a cup. You've won one cup <laughs> since 1940. Yeah. And you don't want to improve your team because you want to have a first-round pick at the <laughs> Sphere, <laughs> a thing that people climb. God, I hate that James Dolan has so much power over that thing. Um, and it is an awesome, awesome structure. Sean, RJ, and Roberto here on DFW Sports Station. Thank you all for watching on YouTube and Twitch. If you are, last time this guy was on, tolls were raving about him. Former NFL GM Michael Lombardi breaks the Cowboys' wink 
Martindale News, and how much JFK does he want to talk with R.J. Choppy? Let's talk about the Cowboys defensive coordinators and the rest of the NFL with one of my favorites, Michael Lombardi, next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sitting down with us here on the home of the Cowboys in the A number one air hot seat. He's one of my favorite guests. He blew up the fan text with his last appearance on Sean and RJ. Former NFL GM, Football Done Right is the book, Michael Lombardi. What's up, man? Uh, it's good to see you guys. Good to be here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I don't Thank even know where to me. start with you. I guess I'll start with you trending all day long yesterday. What was trending? You were trending. Why? No, no. Because of your 20-minute appearance in Boston. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that a 20-minute back-and-forth on Belichick I was reading on the Internet? Uh, it was. I kind of got, um, you know, it was, It was. I had no problem doing it, you know. But it was, uh, I was, you know, I got, I'm doing a book, I'm doing my book promotion too. So I kind of walked into it. I had no idea what it was going to be. And then all of a sudden it came into Belichick's a horrible coach and somebody had to stand up and defend him. So <laughs> I had no problem with it. What's you know? their premise? Their premise is he can't win without Brady. You know, that's their premise, and, and that he's a horrible coach without Brady, and that it's just he can't draft, he can't do anything. So, you know, but they're, they're not, you know, what I tried to do is try to be as polite as I could <laughs> and try to set the record straight, you know. And, and, look, they had a bad year. They weren't a bad team. They had a bad year. The quarterback didn't play well. But, you know, the, the Michael Fegler or whatever his name is, he kept saying, well, you got to look at the scoreboard. You know, and so that's just a lazy narrative. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was good. They didn't promote my book, though, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he – did you think he not got Atlanta because of, like – was it just Rich McKay just wanted to keep his job? Well, Rich McKay's been the consigliere since 2003. Okay, so, you know, you're never getting Rich out of there. And Rich likes what he does. Now, they put out the release that said, well, Rich isn't going to be involved. If you've been the consigliere since 03. You know, Tom Hagen was still involved, even though they moved him away, right? <laughs> so, like, don't tell me, you know, you can put him in another building. He's on the phone with Arthur. And so, um, you know, and then Terry Fontenot. Once 
I think the thing started, Arthur really wanted to hire Bill. I think it, it made sense to Arthur. Like, I've been, I, I wanted to hire Parcells. I wanted to hire Gibbs. I got a chance to hire Belichick. I want to do it. And the longer it went, the more they were convincing him that it would be too hard. For example, they have no workout bonuses in their contracts. So that means no player in the offseason comes in and gets a bonus. That's what they've done. So for Belichick, that would be like, no, I, I want players to be here to work out. Well, that means they have to change. And all of a sudden, that change becomes, oh, my God, we can't do this. And then they just decided that, like Jerry at 83 years old, Arthur Blank just doesn't want to change. At some point, you say, I'll just roll with it. They've won 21 games in the last three years. Good luck rolling with it. I mean, this is the same front office that put out the press release that said we're not interested in, in Lamar Jackson. Mm. You know, I mean, so when you do that, are you really committed to winning? So they chose Fontenot and McKay over Belichick. It has nothing to do with Raheem. Raheem was always McKay's number one choice, so we'll put that out there. He was always his number one choice, and he got the job. So how does that – how do you justify the other teams in the league with all these openings not talking to or hiring the greatest coach of all time? Well, they're, they're, it's what I call guard your desk. They're scared to leave the – you know, they don't want to give up their, their turf, right? Like, let's take Tennessee. Tennessee decided to get rid of Mike Vrabel. Because he was too, too demanding. Too buff. Too buff. Too, I, too I, buff. I don't there even buy go. that. I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't how is that, that even either, possible, right? right? So, you know, they, they gave up him for they wanted to do, uh, you know, they wanted to run with Rand Carthon. They felt like Rand can run the team. Washington, they're committed to Adam Peters running the team. They only gave Quinn a four-year contract now. So it wasn't like, and, and everybody else that's going into places are getting six years. In Carolina, I think David Tepper probably was intimidated. Look. There's only, at the end of the day, it's what Bill Walsh said to me years ago, we're only competing against eight teams. So don't think everybody's trying to win now. Like, we as fans think that, right? We think that they're all trying to win. But at the end of the day, they're really not. Is there a, do you think there's a little bit of a, a silver lining for, for Belichick in that it looks as though, we've talked about this on the show a little bit, like potentially there could be some better jobs that are opening up in a year. Like, I mean, Philadelphia is going to be in a position of review. Dallas is there. People keep talking about, oh, could Pittsburgh, you know, could Tomlin or McVay or Andy Reid, could these people retire? Do you think there's a little bit of a benefit in maybe sitting out a year anyway, just kind of taking a look at what the landscape will look like next year? I think it's always good to be patient, right? I think that's these jobs that were – every job is predicated on the owner. That's really the job. And for somebody like Rabel, somebody like Belichick, the owner has to buy into what they want to do as the program. If the owner is like – say Josh Harris from Washington who really who runs the 76ers too who believes in load management who believes in analytics who believes in going to Dairy Queen after every win <laughs> you, that's probably not the right spot for him Michael Lombardi sitting down with us here on Sean and RJ football done right is the book we will promote it he's <laughs> no, in, in okay. the a number one air hot seat so the news came out from Josina Anderson that the Cowboys interviewed Rex I Ryan knew that. yes for that you did know that yes I did okay uh, help us replace Dan Quinn we wanted Mike Zimmer. Choppy wants brand new ideas, youth. And now you throw Rex Ryan into it, Ron Rivera as well. Well, I think it's an interesting thing. I, I, I'm, I was under the impression they were going to interview Don Martindale, too, from the, Dallas, from the New York football giants, which they should. I think they've been on the phone with Sexton, his agent, and talking about bringing him in. Whether they do or not, I don't know. I think he's one of the best candidates out there because if you watch what he's done with a giant defense that isn't very talented, that's who I would hire. I think at, 
I think Rex is at a point where, you know, he's interviewed for a few jobs now. The defensive coordinator money is getting higher than when he was a head coach money, and I'm sure it's paying a lot more than ESPN, so there's an interest there. Rivera has other years on his contract. So if Jerry decides to hire Rivera, he can do his contract. Washington will pay the bulk of it and kind of time him up with Mike, whereas if he brings in a new coach, he doesn't have to fire a, co- fire a whole defensive staff. So I think there's a lot of elements in play here. Uh, you know, because of the uncertainty of where they're going to be next year. You know, uh, I, Rivera has been very dogmatic in approach in trying to get a, head, a, a defense coordinator job, even though this he really hasn't coached defense in a long time. And so that would be an interesting hire if they went that way. Uh, Zimmer, I think Zimmer would be somebody that could really do a wonderful job for Mike. It would be two strong personalities in the room. They're going to have to handle that. I'm sure Zimmer's going to want to bring some of his guys with him that have worked with him before. Whether that could happen or not, I don't know. Uh, but there are a lot of good candidates between Martindale and Zimmer. They're two good candidates to me. I don't know about Rex as much because when you're out of the game as much as Rex are, is, yeah. this is the challenge you get into. If you don't work on the draft, if you don't work on the draft, like really work on the mm-hmm. draft, you lose three years of the NFL because you lose all those players. And so I think that's going to be a hard, that would be a hard thing. He could come in and all his blitz package stuff. Martindale's already had it and taken it to another yeah. level. When you are hiring a coach, a positional coach, are you looking at scheme fit of the players you have, or are you just worried about let's just hire the best coach possible and make it work? I'm, what I'm looking for is somebody who could come in and make the players better. Somebody who's going to be a a difference maker in terms of how hard is it to prepare against them. Like Spagnola, right? Spagnola wasn't a great head coach, but he was a very good, he's a very good defense coordinator. And when you go play Spagnola, you just can't get ready to play Steve in a week because he's got so many blitzes, he's got so many ways he wants to attack you. You got to understand it. If you're getting ready to play the Dan Quinn scheme or the Pete Carroll scheme, you kind of know that's pretty much you can get ready for that in a week. It's not that hard because they play certain things, they have tendencies. You can. To me, I want somebody who. One-third of the time he's playing man. One-third of the time he's playing zone. One-third of the time he's playing man zones. So, therefore, you don't really have a pit, a thing. Defensive coordinators are like baseball pitchers. If they just have a fastball and want to play man all the time, they're going to get beat. If they just have a curveball and off-speed pitch and play zone like Gus Bradley does in Indianapolis, they're going to get beat. But if they have all three elements and they can change those elements predicated on the game, they become more effective. There's been a, a question recently. It seems like a lot of the fan base, what they want, it became a narrative that Dan Quinn cannot handle the Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay offensive scheme, that that's the biggest thing that we need. We need somebody to counteract that. Is there a danger in trying to, to hire this position based on the idea of like, hey, we just got to gotta get somebody for this one scheme and this yeah. one approach? I, I always love when people say that. Then if you follow up with the question is, okay, like, how would you stop the scheme? They don't really have any idea on that, right? They just they just want somebody – they just want to beat – what they really are telling you, they want to beat San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. And they want to beat the – that's really what they're telling you. They, they have no idea about the X's and O's of it. Look, I, I think to me it, a lot of that comes into how you attack their personnel, how you set it up. I mean, for, let's go to the Super Bowl when they played the Rams, the Patriots. Belichick lined up in a 6-1 defense, which really caught McVay off guard. So he played a, a, an old-school – high school defense basically where the edges were set on both sides that's the kind of thing that gives them trouble when they can't run the outside zone and and then they can't work their play action all those teams say the san francisco the rams they really don't have a drop back pass game 
they have all their passes are off of play action. And so when they get behind, that's why Kyle, it's been remarkable. You know, before they won against Green Bay, they were 0-38 in the fourth quarter, trailing by seven or more points. I mean, they just can't – why can't they come from behind? Because they don't have a pure drop-back pass game. So, to me, I, I want somebody that could – that understands how to attack them, not necessarily understands the scheme. Michael Lombardi here on The Fan. I asked this to Dimitrov the other day. And when I listen to your podcast, you really break down X's and O's, you know, 6-1 and this and that and fire zones. Do, do all NFL GMs have the X's and O's knowledge that you do? Should they? How many are just typing up on a calculator? <laughs> I, want you, I want your take well, on that. Well, I mean, I, you know, I was trained. I was in a car with Bill Walsh, and well, he hated scouts. And so it's 1984. Oh, like you, Choppy. It's 1984. <laughs> totally dismissing Brian Broaddus' value. It's 1984, and he and he and and I'm just driving him around. There's no satellite radio. There's no cell phones, right? So it's just me and him in a car, and I'm deaf in my right ear, completely deaf in my right ear. And so I'm driving, and I got to turn my head to hear what he's saying. So we got into conversations, and after a while, he he told me, "Look, you got to understand players and plays." He said the problem with most scouts are all they see are the player. They don't see how the player fits to the play. So if you don't understand players and plays, you're going to fall behind. And so you got to study it as if you were coaching. And so that sent me down a path. And then I worked for Al Davis, who was completely down that path. So And then what, what the problem is, because of when you start talking about plays, the coaches feel like you're questioning what they're doing. So it's a little bit of a thin line you got to walk on, right? But to me, if you don't have the knowledge of the game overall from the scheme, you can't scout. Like, you can't scout. If you can't sit there and say, Kyle Shanahan wants guards that do this, yeah. you're not a good scout. Right, and you got to be able to figure that out. But most scouts scout outside in, not inside out. Right? What does that mean? That means they scout. This guy's a good player. This guy's a really good player. He may not fit for what we do, but he's a really good player. But they could care less about. They just want to be able to go back and say, "I gave him a make it great, and he made it." I'm more interested in building a team that fits what the personality of the coach is. And for me. I want to have a head coach that sets the personality offensively, defensively, and in the kicking game so that when a coach leaves, you don't have to replace them with a new scheme like what they have to do right. in Dallas, right? Like I want somebody who's going to come in and run a, and build a cowboy scheme, right? But you can't have that in Dallas because that's not how they're set up. It is like do you, when you're looking at it, you have two players, right, and you're, they're kind of even, but you view one position as far more important. Is that the, is that the breaking point where like that – Positional value helps. Well, like let me, like let's take baseball. If you play third base for the Mets and you get traded to the Yankees in the afternoon and you play the night game at the Yankees, you can go play third base for the Yankees. Like there's no real right. scheme fit. But you can't play guard for Kyle and then go play guard for Belichick. You can't. Like they're two different schemes, right? Some teams want to run the outside zone, which is more about getting on the second level, which is trying to use your athleticism. And some teams want to run more of a power type scheme where their guards peep the pocket. If you got Brady, you got to keep the pocket tight inside. So it's more about how it fits to what we're trying to do. And if you understand it, like if you understand Kyle Shanahan wants to throw the ball in the middle of the field, right? You need inside receivers yards after the catch. You're not worried about whether a guy runs four seven, four five five, or four three two. Right? You want somebody who can catch inside. So a lot of it is about how you – so then you set up your grading system so that you define every position that you want. This is what we're looking for in this player. This is what we're looking for in that player. So now the scouts have a roadmap, right? And, and I think that's the hard part. But a lot of teams, 
they just scout. They just said that guy's a first rounder, that guy's a third rounder, and I don't even know what it means. Yeah, they'll manipulate the board. We're talking with Michael Lombardi here on 105 through the Fed. You know, we, we had discussed this earlier in the year that stolen bases in baseball had started making a comeback a little bit. And people were like, oh, look, this is an old school approach that's making its way back. The mid-range game in the NBA has started making a little bit of a comeback. Is there anything in the NFL that you spot right now as a trend that you think like, hey, this is going to be a little cyclical. This is going to kind of come back to an old school line of thinking. Uh, that's a great question. I, I really think if you don't zig while everybody else is zagging, you're going to be caught off guard. This whole shotgun, I think, has run its course a little bit. Now, you need shotgun on certain downs. But I think under center, I think it's going to come back more because it opens up a play-action pass game. For example, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is under shock, is in shotgun way too much, and I've been screaming this for five years. The only play in football that the quarterback can block somebody on is a bootleg or a naked because somebody has to go out with them. So when Lamar Jackson fakes the outside zone and pivots around and comes over to the other side, if that end doesn't follow him around – Lamar could easily run a bootleg for 30 yards, right? So that the defense has to account for him. So when you're in an eight-man front and that guy's running with Lamar, you're really in a seven-man front, okay? So when you're under center, that's a harder play to deal with. Then when you're in shotgun, there's really no boot action that you can get off of that's going to fake anybody out. So I, I think under center has to make more of a comeback. I really do. And what are we talking about? When you, what's the hardest thing? for quarterbacks to do is what I mentioned that one-third man, one-third zone, it's figuring out what the coverage is. And when you run hard play action like Kyle does or McVay does, it separates the defense, right? So there's no longer I'm reading cover seven, cover four. The defense has been separated because the linebackers pull in, and now I can either throw it to you or throw it to you. And it's an easier game to read. And I think you can only really do that when you're under center with hard play action. You know, what drove Al Davis crazy, he used to laugh at it all the time, is when people are in shotgun on third and 12 and they fake the handoff to the offset back. Like, who's biting on that? (laughs) It's third and 12. Like, who's doing that? Like, that's a coach that's just doing stuff to do stuff. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I was just going to say, one of the things that we had, Marquise Bell playing the hybrid safety role this year for the the Cowboys where he came down, played a lot of linebackers, was a little lighter. And we've seen some of these faster, lighter linebackers and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you think that that also is an area where people are going to start saying, hey, we're going to go back to the power run game because these linebackers are too small? I, I think that's exactly what should happen. And, you know, the, harder, the other thing, too, is nobody knows how to fit on two-back runs. Nobody knows how to really fit their run game against a running game that has a power run team. How do I fit, right? Everybody says, well, let's get an eight-man front. We'll stop the run. Well, eight-man fronts are great on a blackboard, but you still have to hold your gap horizontally and vertically, right? So it becomes a lot harder situation. I I think, to me, there is some of that. And these linebackers, the reason everybody's going light at linebacker, it's because they're trying to get more speed on the field to defend the RPO game, right? Why does Buffalo have a hard time playing in the playoffs against a power team? Buffalo's a nickel defense with linebackers that are mids, right? They're 220 pounds. So they give up all these yards running, and they get in a game like they did against New – think about it. Kansas City had the ball for 22 minutes, and they had 27 points. Wow. Right? And they averaged 7.7 yards a carry, a, a play. Yeah. So, like, they're not big enough. But why does why Buffalo get away with it? Buffalo gets the lead, and then it becomes a nickel game, and so they're perfectly situated. Right. But when they get in the middle of the ring and have to box, they can't do that. And so that's the challenge. The book is Football Done Right. He's Michael Lombardi. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's just really a, it's a little bit about the coaching trees. The, you know, it's funny. I, everybody asked me why I wrote the book. I think I, the, one of the reasons I wrote the book is what happened two weeks ago in Detroit. 30,000 people show up to watch – the Lions play, and they could have stayed at home. 
in comfortable chairs. They could have not paid $20 for a beer. But they wanted to be around other Lions fans. And I thought Fox missed a great opportunity to tell the story about why this is a great franchise. It's the history of the game. The Raiders' silver is from the Detroit Lions uniform, right? Oh. That's where it comes from. Al Davis saw that color, and he said, I'm going to put it to the Army Black Knights and make silver and black. The history of the game is really important. Like, this is a game this weekend where it's Bill Walsh's really – it's a testament to Bill Walsh. Andy Reid, West Coast. Mike Shanahan, West Coast. And we should honor that. And that's Now, Walsh is from the 49ers, obviously, but both teams – were instrumental in their success is the foundation of one of what I call the white oaks in the book, which are the, the coaches that started these coaching trees that everybody worked from. And Walsh, Paul Brown, Clark Shaughnessy, you know, um, uh, Sid Gilman, and Earl Red Blake, all those guys developed this within the league. So that's what I wanted to write about. And it's a, really it's a history book with the top 100 players in it. You have any new JFK material for Choppy? I do, I do. you gotta, you got to watch this Rush to Judgment documentary. It's incredible. They've got interviews with people. Mark Lane goes around, and it's all black and white. He was doing it back in the mm-hmm. 60s. Of course, nobody paid attention to right. it because, God forbid, you know, Lee Harvey was on the sixth floor. They you all mean Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. So it's really it, that's outstanding. That's really good. So I mean, I think what the good thing is is we're starting to get some people in the mainstream media to actually pay attention to it. The idiots that think Oswald was on the sixth floor, you know, they're slowly yeah. getting washed away. They're slowly getting washed away. I mean, if you stand there and tell me he was on the sixth floor, <laughs> you haven't read one book. I'm fascinated by it. I mean, I keep seeing things about it, the the. The autopsy, how they didn't even do one oh. in Dallas. They just they, the Secret Service basically just grabbed him and got I, him the heck out of there. And, I've been down this J.D. Tibbet rabbit hole forever, you know. And the uh, cop, the police the cop, officer, the police yeah. officer that they allege that Oswald killed, which he really didn't do. There's a really great book out. You only can buy it on eBay. It's called uh, Two Oswalds or, or Two uh, Harvey and Lee. It's called. And it, the, the researcher, Jack Armstrong, did an incredible job. You can only get it on eBay. It's, it's $80. It's, 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 um, it's the most researched thing I've ever seen. But there, is the, uh, there were two Oswalds at the Texas School Book Depo- at, the, uh, at the theater. One was in the balcony. One was on the floor. And one guy actually looked like I wasn't saying there were two Oswalds. There was two guys. But I think what people should do, and it's in this documentary, if you just wa- listen to, if you watch the video of when they say to Oswald, did you kill the president? He says, no, I didn't kill anybody. Have you been charged with it? No, no one's told me that. And then someone says to him, well, you've been charged with killing the president. And you look at his face and you watch his reaction. You will never think that Oswald killed the president. If you just watch that clip, you just know it. I mean, I've interviewed too many players to know that when I see their reaction to the question and when they give me an answer, I know what's the truth and what's not. And I don't care what anybody tells me. His reaction, he then figured out what happened he then figured out he was the patsy wow wow michael lombardi here in the a number one air hot seat before we let you go you got any vegas hot spots for us i love sinatra's over at the win i don't know if you've ever been there it's great i mean it's a restaurant dedicated to them even the tablecloths are orange which is his favorite color so i, I love that place there's great steakhouse downtown at circa have you guys been to circa yet <laughs> no but i, I need you've got to go to there. circa and it, you just got to go see stadium swim it's too cold to go out there it's the most incredible sports book you're ever going to go to and barry's the steakhouse down at the bottom of that is is really outstanding i, I recommend it to everybody those are my two spots here in town do, do but, you do you bet no, of course not. I never bet in my life. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know what to do with a window, right? Like I, I spent my. You work on Veasan. Yeah, but I all I, I handicap games. I, that's all I've ever done in my life. Is this team strong? This team's weak. This is how it's going to go. 
why, to, why are to they, me, the yeah, strategy of the game, that's what I want to write about in my next book. It's, I think what we've lost in our sport is the understanding of how to be a strategist as opposed to a tactician. Michael, thank you so much, man. We love having you on and the home of the Cowboys. Thank you, guys. Good luck. We'll tell Broadus you said what's up. Yeah. Michael Lombardi on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and Roberto Belt. During the expressway, we are commercial free. Oh, thank you, Bobby. Uh, There's a water shortage here in Vegas, uh, and Bobby was able to go ahead and get me a cup. I, I wouldn't call what we have in Vegas a water shortage. <laughs> I mean, there's a river in our hotel. <laughs> That's it's right. A, yeah, it's, if you want water, you got to pay $14 for it. That's right. So there's a, there's a free water shortage. Dude, so last night, I mean, I was just – I was. Uh, I told the guys. It's like I tell my wife. I try to be upfront about it. We came back here. It was a chaotic scene and mess. Uh, Jay Glazer, who you're going to hear from in 15 minutes. I mean, waiting for him, uh, standing up to do interview. I was. We were exhausted. We were, we were exhausted. Very I told the guys on the way home. I said, "I'm just letting y'all know. I'm in a nasty, mean, nasty, mood. very nasty, very nasty. Look at Ruben. Is that a?" Hold it up for the fan what cam. Look this? at Ruben bringing back all the breakfasts. Look at this. Okay, so and we've got ourselves. Uh, oh, you know what that? What is that a? Hmm. It's a croissant roll with some kind of a raspberry thing on the inside. Yeah. It looks like a schfiadel. Let's see. It's an Italian pastry. <laughs> One bite. Everybody knows the rule. Um, this looks like it could be a a quiche, uh-huh. but not really a quiche, right? It's got it's got some green stuff in it, and then we've got a chocolate muffin. Could be pumpernickel. Not really sure. Oh, I think that's that the one I'm going to go dude? with. I think that's the one I'm no, going to go with. Anyway, we're going back to the hotel, and I was like, I need to get a drink before dinner. I haven't drank since the first day here. I need to go to the bar. Let's get a happy <laughs> hour. I'm going to get people over here. Corey, Zach, Bobby, Choppy, Tim, everyone ended up rolling on over for a little bit of pregame uh, drinking. And I was like, yo, make it a double. Don't have a lot of time. Let me get a double vodka soda. He goes, you don't want to order a double. He goes, that'll be 40 bucks. I said, excuse me? And I was trying to get me and Bobby were going to do shots of, uh, what is it? Uh, bullet. We're bullet. bullet. I said, I said uh, two shots of bullet. He goes, you don't want to do that either. 
Uh, that's forty dollars a piece. So the guy was trying to help me out, and I was like, "Okay, singles." And he's like, "Okay, wink, da da da." They give me the wink, and that's gonna make yeah. me tip them more. Right. But for a double, just an extra shot of it, it goes from what I don't even know how much the single drink was, but to forty bucks. Uh, no, it's it's, it's, disgusting. it's like it's twenty, like a yeah, single. It's 18, eighteen. My my single that I got uh, was eighteen plus tip. So. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's you, you get the house. Boy, you got to you got to watch out for this guy. Why? Because bullet is a sipping bourbon. You no, it shoot, isn't. you shoot. Look, you shoot like bottom shelf stuff, Ralph, right? That's what you Ralph, shoot. Ralph, you Can shoot I call you Trevor, Ralph. You shoot Trevor <laughs> Williams. You shoot your Jim Beam. That you don't your bullet. That bullet's a, a sipping, a sipping bourbon. The bourbons that were up there, that was the one we were gonna shoot. They didn't have a great – at least like, – now, I know they have more under that they don't necessarily have right. up top. But what they had up top that I could see, that was the one. You shoot the well. No, you, you don't. shoot the well. But I will say uh, – By was, the way, we're getting some text messages. Derek Collin, this Lombardi interview is amazing. The driver killed JFK. Uh, Robbie the driver Lo- did not kill JFK. Robbie Loomis, Mr. Electric. Y'all could talk conspiracies all day long. So props for the Lombardi interview. Yeah, Derek. Derek's a conspiracy guy, man. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I, I think he's a flat earther. <laughs> Definitely a moon landing denier. Um, I love the fact that he's on – because I, I don't think the JFK is a conspiracy anymore. That is – Way beyond that, there were so many issues that went into that, starting with the autopsy that they didn't perform in mm-hmm. Dallas. I mean, that is a definition of a conspiracy, though. It's just it's not a theory to you. It is a conspiracy. It fits the definition of a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy. To oh yeah, get away yeah, yeah. It. But it's not like one of those like uh, uh, tinfoil hat things, right? Did you, Sean, yesterday when you said you know he gave you the wink for the extra tip and, and the extra, was that enough to cover over the fact that it took you 15 minutes to get his attention to even pour a drink? Yes, it was. Because Good. I was going to stiff him. Uh, Bobby and Kristen were up there. I was furious. I was already in a pissed off mood. Was boiling. I was boiling. And um, I was getting ready to have a, confronta- a verbal confrontation. And I was like, I already made up my mind. I'm going to drink this. And I'm not tipping zip zero nada. And I'm walking across the street to Caesars for dinner. But then he gave me the insight. And he told me not to order. It felt like it was a strong pour. He gave us, like, one of the shots for free or something. I don't know. He threw so many things at me. I felt like I was getting a deal. And when he did that, I said, you know what, man? I'm tipping you extra now. He, he did and I wrote it down. And I went back yep. to him again for the next round. And I, uh, I tried to go overboard with it. That's how quickly I could be swayed. I totally broke my tip rule. Normally, it's $1, $2 for a drink, right? Instead yeah. of the 20%. But when sure I ordered has. my drink, I forgot. I, I was an idiot. Um, because I was so surprised that I knew what a ranch water was. I was stunned. Oh yeah, RJ's trying to ask for tahini and stuff over here. Did they have it? Yeah, they had. They had. They had. They had topo. They had. Uh, they you know they had everything to make the ranch water. But he did made they have one. the tahini? Yes. And but he, but I was oh. so stunned that when he had, that he said, "Yeah, I can make a ranch water." That I did not think. Oh, add tahini to it. Tahini. <laughs> okay. So you I smack the bag of cheese. I said to him, "Oh crap! I forgot to ask you for that." And he goes, it's no problem. And he just gives you another glass. It pours it in. Yeah. Right? Like you're supposed to do. The guy's. Very good. Dude, I'm going back tripping. there today. So I gave the full 20%. These, these are Vegas a, bartenders, right? Yeah, like, like they, they're going times. to know oh. what to. Like when, when we asked at one point, uh, we were at the hockey game when, when Kristen wanted a Paloma. We mentioned it. Like the bartender left. She's like, yeah, 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 I can do that. I can do it. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. The list is out. The list that. Everyone's been waiting for everyone in the afternoon on the G Bag Nation. Every day at this time, uh, Barrett Sports Media unveils their top shows in the country. We finished at number six 
thanks to the Tolos. Uh, the KMC Masterpiece finished where? Uh, I don't know, like 33 or something, something like that. No, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. It was, it was 11, I think it was 12. 12 was it 12? 12? I think it was 12. Okay, but yesterday, much anticipation. All these guys trying to act like they don't care. They clearly do. Wolchuk and Eric, I think specifically. And it's out. The it G-Bag Nation, who has been dominant along with KMC for a year. One or two in the ratings in DFW. Bobby, they finish... They finished up. They, they ascended this year. Last year, they finished 12. The nosebleed difference. This year, they come in at number 10. They are the number 10 major market afternoon show, which, to me, I'll be honest, still feels like disrespect. I don't think you can have Tiki Barber and, and all of his awful takes ahead of them, which they do have. I think that this is a miss. From from, from I, our I, I agree, it is a miss, and, and Tiki does have some terrible takes, but no take is worse than Andre Wadsworth over Peyton Manning on the draft board. So Broadus is still going to get dinged for that. In my Do mind. you think this is Broadus holding them back? What are you damn I talking think that about? Take, I think that take <laughs> on the draft board yeah. will hold him back for into uh, into forever time. This is uh, Ruben. How's it feel to be a part of the best show at the fan? And DJ stuck up. with the other losers. <laughs> Do you think it's DJ holding them back? Uh, well, this week. <laughs> this week. But, but, but honestly, because none of them are awake right now. What's really fun about this? Broadus is, the, has already done two podcasts this morning. Yeah, you're right. What's what's uh what's fun is to mess with them over this. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what's awesome. We're like because, Drake views from the six. Because I know it bothers Corey. Oh, what I've been hearing about Hagelin's mood this whole week, I, it probably bothers him. Bassey doesn't give a rip. Uh, and then, I, like, the Nosebleeds guys, uh, and I think they're the ones who are maybe not bothered, but they care. They, they care. They're we've still been, young we, enough we, to care. We've been in the game long yeah, enough. We, we know. Yeah. Honestly, it's a nice compliment. But these lists, they, these, these program directors are not listening to our show throughout the country. No. It's the same thing as the Marconi stuff. It's all a bunch of BS and garbage. It really is. But it's... But we're not going to act like no, that. No, no, we're going to hold that we're over gonna our hold head. This all over their head. Because when we're when we're walking in the hallway, all these media people in here, they're paying attention to this stuff. They really, really care about it. Because when we walk down these halls, I've had like three people be like, "Number six. Yeah, we Whoa, get a shirt that says the six. We need to get shirts like that. Yeah, that? that you already have a January six, and now we can yes. have a no- <laughs> listen. Now we get a sports talk six. It's a wonderful day. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, stop. Okay. It's a day. So great people I just, all around. Great I just, people. I love, I love that we can sit there and sun them with this. Yeah. This is a sun them uh, number six uh, with the rankings that came out. So I can't wait to rub it uh, in their face oh, I'm gonna, later I'm, on. I'm, I, I'm just letting you know, Ryan, who uh, we've already given a lot of praise to. I'm going to make Ryan mad here. But I, I feel like I need to. I'm going to go ahead and make my uh, my Zoom background for G-Bag. Jordan holding up the six. Oh, <laughs> oh there we go. <laughs> All yeah. right. He could be the best insider in the business. Many people think he got Mike McCarthy hired here. We know he's tight with Stephen Jones. What can Jay Glazer tell us about the Dallas Cowboys? Find out next on number six. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 